Welcome to Church Talk. In today's episode, Pastor Priji enlightens us on prayer as a weapon in a church. Tune in for a word of knowledge on the power of prayer. Greetings in Jesus name. Welcome to Church Talk podcast. It is a joy to have each and every one of you tune in this morning. I hope that you are a firm believer in the institution of the church. that you love the church that you serve the church wherever you are you are committed to a local church it is very important that you understand that the plans that god has for the earth today he accomplishes those plans through the church and if you are somebody that love the lord then you need to learn to love the church which is the body of christ i'm not talking about any particular organization I'm talking about the Church of Jesus Christ, the universal, the Catholic Church of Jesus Christ. It is necessary that we grow in our understanding of what the church is and how the church is supposed to function and how it is supposed to create an impact in the world around us. One of the most powerful weapons the Lord has given us is the weapon of prayer. If you read the book of Ephesians chapter 6, we will see the detailed understanding of all the armory that a child of god has and one of it is the gift of praying in the spirit we read it in ephesians chapter 6 verse 18 pray in the spirit at all times and on every occasion because when you do that you stay alert and you are being persistent in your prayers for all believers everywhere so there is a calling upon the church to be prayerful to pray for other believers to pray for other churches to pray for persecuted churches to pray for people that are going through ups and downs it is necessary that we take this calling of prayer very seriously and sometimes we are very selfish in our prayers because we do pray and we pray for ourselves we pray for our own needs we pray for our own requirements and we pray you know if we have to expand our boundaries we would pray even for our own families or we would pray for just our own churches or the ones that we know in our own respective churches and that is how we underutilize this weapon of prayer that the lord has given us and today my encouragement is that each and every one of us that are listening we will take the ministry of prayer very seriously now there are two types of prayer the first type is prayer for communication where you are communicating with god where you're just opening up your heart with god where you are conscious of his presence in your life and you're aware of what he is speaking and you're speaking back to him you're relating with him you're growing in your relationship with god now that's not the prayer that i am talking about here because this prayer is a prayer of the spirit and this prayer is used as a weapon this prayer is the prayer that you would uh, pray when you want to fight the spiritual forces in the high places Paul would explain this in Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 12. He says, "For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against the evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against 
mighty powers in this dark world and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. So the weapon of prayer is not just for communication with God. It is a weapon that you're using to fight in the spirit realm. That is why Paul says, pray in the spirit. This is not the kind of prayer where you have to keep your mind focused and just not be distracted and pray with full attention and just talk to God. This is not that kind of prayer. This is a warfare that is released in the spirit realm. And this kind of warfare is what makes sure that the church has its dominance in a city, in a nation. Jesus said, I'm going to build my church. I'm going to plant my church. I'm going to cause my church to grow and thrive in a city and a nation. And the gates of hell cannot prevail against it. And how will that happen? What will the church have to do or how will the church have to respond or react so that the gates of hell does not overcome it, does not overpower it, does not prevail against it? The fact of the matter is that every church is under attack. And unless we understand the weapons that the Lord has given us, and unless we put those weapons to good use, we will remain defeated or we will remain insignificant or we will remain impotent against the works of the enemy. And if we would take this weapon of prayer, of warfare prayer, of intercessory prayer, of praying in the spirit and intentionally start speaking out loud, intentionally start forming groups that can take on the kingdom of darkness in your city and in your nation, that is when the church will have the final say. We think that just because Jesus is building the church now, everything is going to be all right. I can just chill and have fun and wait and watch how everything is going to pan out. That's not how it is. When Jesus called us to be the church, Jesus asked us to also pray, asked us to also intercede, asked us to also stand in the gap for the world around us. When we are not aware of our role in seeing the world around us experience a revival, then we will be lethargic. Then we will take it very passive. But today, I am hoping that every one of us that are listening to me, that your heart will burn within you, that you would have this desire to pray and that you would have this desire to start a prayer movement in your communities. It could be within your church. It could be in your small Bible study groups. It could be at your workplace. It could be in your homes, wherever you live, whichever locality you live. You could take prayer walks every evening or every morning. Whatever you need to do to secure your city and your nation for Jesus. It is necessary. It is high time that we do it now. See, in these last days, the work of the enemy is being accelerated. He's got a lot of schemes and a lot of plans and a lot of things that he's putting it into place. And why is the church taking it so easy? Then why is it that you and I, who are part of the light, who are part of the salt, who is part of the answer that God has for this world, why is it that we are taking it easy? Why is it that we are not being alarmed? Why is it that we are not jumping into action? Today, the Lord is calling us back. 
the lord is asking us to rise up the lord is commanding his bride to stand up and take her position the only place where your anger can be justified is when you are angry at the devil at the enemy at the works of the enemy when you read the newspaper you need to become angry at everything that is manifesting in your city when you hear the reports of people hurting other people communities hurting other communities the government uh, brutally hurting its own citizens you need to weep you need to cry you need to let your heart feel the heart of god and it is necessary that you become angry when you read the old testament especially the prophetic books you will see the heart of god burning with anger because there was injustice happening in the nation of israel because one guy his property was taken away from him and he was killed and god told the king ahab because you have done this i am going to make sure that you are going to be destroyed god was really really upset this is how god's heart burns for justice shouldn't that be the same thing that the church would reflect shouldn't that be the same attitude that you and i have so take time to study the system that is prevalent in your city and your nation take time to read the newspaper take time to expose yourself to information and the response to that information should be one of righteous indignation righteous anger righteous upsetness righteous sorrow a sorrow that is going to cause you to pray a burden that is going to push you to fast a desire to unite the other believers other churches to come together and pray and believe god for a change in your city and in your nation whenever god's people have risen up to pray god has moved and god has done what they demanded for the reason being that god has given the authority of the nations that we living in into the hands of the church the words that we speak the declarations that we make have the final authority the final say over how our nations will change how our nations will bring glory to god today if we will take this weapon of prayer seriously if we would invite our families and friends to pray like never before to intercede like never before in this podcast we are talking to pastors and leaders and i believe that you're not listening to me just by coincidence you're somebody that the lord has planted in your church in your community to be a prayer warrior that through you god will birth something in your community to stand in the gap for your community to build a hedge of protection around your community now that community could be just a building it could be an entire locality it could be a small part of a city or an entire city or an entire nation according to what god has given into your hands you need to rise up and begin to pray for that place it's also important to understand that every prayer you make or every time you gather for interceding it doesn't have to be well organized it doesn't have to be part of your church system 
It doesn't have to be only because your pastor is calling for a, a revival prayer. You have to organize your own prayer. If you believe you're a watchman, you need to organize your own prayer. Look for other believers that live in your apartment or work in your same uh, tech park. Look for other men of God, women of God that have the same passion for your city and begin to believe God for a unified vision that will come, a similar language that will be spoken between all of you guys. And then gather as often as you can. Sometimes it doesn't even have to be a physical gathering. It could just be a gathering on a group or a Zoom call or someplace virtually and just start to make declarations. Start to speak in faith because if we will speak, if the church will speak, when you speak, it is not just an ordinary believer or a Christian speaking somewhere. No, it is the representative of the church, of the ecclesia in that place, who is placed and planted and rooted in that uh, environment by God's sovereign choice and plan. It is the ecclesia in that place that is rising up to make these declarations. And those declarations cannot be ignored in the spirit realm. Those declarations need to have a response. It is going to accelerate the work of the angels. It is going to accelerate the destiny and the salvation of so many people. It is going to accelerate you know, the work that law enforcement agencies have. If there are um, some cops that are trying to catch a particular issue or a particular uh, criminal in your area and you begin to pray against that particular crime, you know, the cops will not understand how did they get these clues and how did they get these answers so quickly. But your prayers would actually accelerate and help the law enforcement agencies. The one reason that we take prayer for granted is because we don't know how powerful prayer is. We don't know how powerful spiritual warfare is. And we think that all of this is meant just for my protection just for my provision, just for my well-being. As a child of God, you and I need to have a very arrogant attitude towards our needs. Jesus said, don't you know that your father in heaven knows everything that you need? He understands your needs and he is making provisions for your needs. So seek ye after the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these other things will be added to you. So it is not my job to sit and pray and fast and intercede so that uh, my breakthroughs will come to me, so that my blessings will come to me. That is not my job. No, that is not my priority because my needs are the priority to my father. I don't have to sit and fight my own battles, but I have been given a holy responsibility to pray for my city, to pray for my nation, because Jesus called me the salt of the earth and the light of the world. So that is my calling. That is my responsibility. That is given into my hands. And that is what I will pray for. That is what I will make warfare for. And I know that as I pursue the kingdom of God to be established in my city and my nation, as I pray for righteousness to be established in my city and my nation, 
as I declare that the purpose, the holy calling of the ecclesia will be fulfilled in my city and my nation, according to the word that Jesus gave, all these other things will be added unto me. It will come to follow me. It will come and pursue me down. I don't have to worry about my provision, but I do have to worry about the provision of every child who is sleeping on the streets in my city. I do have to be bothered when young women are being mistreated or raped or hurt in their homes, in their environments, in their worlds. The primary difference between the world around us and us Christians is that when the world sees there is injustice, they raise their voices and they expect the ones in authority the ones who have the power to make a change, uh, they expect them to make the change. They expect them to do something about it. They would go and protest in front of a police station or in front of a government building and they would demand justice to be done. But when a child of God, when you and I, when we are exposed to the brokenness of the world around us, instead of just protesting physically in the natural order, we need to have the realization that we are the ones in authority in the spirit realm. We are the ones that God has given authority for everything in heaven and on earth. Now, whatever we bind here on earth can be bound up there in the heavenlies, in the spirit realm. Whatever we lose, we let go of, we release here on the earth with our words, with our actions, with our prophetic signs is reflected in the heavenlies. It's reflecting in the spirit realm. The true authority is with the church, is in your hands and in my hands. Now, if we would just use the weapon of prayer, if we would pray in the spirit at all times, in the natural, you and I cannot be in all places and at all times. There are things that we will overlook. There are things that we will not understand. There are things that we will miss capturing uh, or our minds may not have the capacity to understand those things. But when we pray in the Spirit, the Spirit of God knows the needs of our environment. The Spirit of God will begin to activate and push for the will of God to be accomplished in our world, in the church, in the city, in the nation around us. And that is why Paul says, pray in the spirit at all times and in every occasion. Not only the so-called spiritual, charismatic, revival-like occasions, but every occasion, whether you're doing a funeral, pray in the spirit. If you're doing a wedding, pray in the spirit. If you're doing a housewarming, pray in the spirit. If you're just dedicating a child to the Lord, pray in the spirit. At every occasion, even the non-spiritual activities and non-spiritual occasions, you're just going to your office and you're about to pick up a new project, pray in the spirit and at every juncture of that project, keep praying in the spirit intentionally, actively, because if you want your work, if you want your business, if you want your family to bring glory to God, to build the kingdom of God in your city and your nation, 
then you need to wage a holy warfare from the spirit realm. Our battle is not against the ones that can harm us in the physical realm, in the natural realm. Our battle is against the spiritual powers of the world around us. These powers cannot always be seen with our naked eyes, but the effect of these powers can be seen in the world around us. When we observe the climate in our city and our nation, whether it be too much of heat or it is too much of rain or too little rain or too much of winter, whatever be the climate, the physical regular climate of your city that is also an indicator you would see how jesus would rebuke the wind and calm the waves so that his boat can pass by easy on the sea so there was a spiritual element if it was just the nature he didn't need to rebuke the wind it was a spiritual element, there was a spiritual force that was working behind this wind. And that is what Jesus spoke to and he rebuked and he forced the will of God. He enforced the purposes of God. He enforced the plan of God into the environment around him. And when we see the world around us and when we find so many climate changes, so many uh, drops and rises in so many different places. What do we do? How do we respond? Is it by holding the government responsible for no action or putting up a tweet or Facebook post about it? Or how, how do we respond? Or how are we supposed to respond? It is by taking this thing into our own hands and rebuking the forces and the powers that need to be put in its rightful place. And to let them know that the ecclesia is in charge. The gates of hell cannot overcome what the ecclesia is speaking. Jesus is building his church. Is there anybody that is listening to me today that truly believes that the church of Jesus Christ is the final authority on the earth? If you are believing that, then you have to act accordingly. You have to pray accordingly. You have to change your lifestyle accordingly. You have to change your priorities accordingly. You have to change the responses that will come out of your mouth accordingly. One of the things that our church intentionally did in this last couple of years is to always speak a word against every prediction, every negative prediction that scientists and doctors would speak about a rise in COVID cases in our city. They would say that by this time, uh, Bangalore will have so many COVID cases. And then we began praying against it. And we began cancelling that word and said, no, they don't have the final authority. They are speaking in the natural realm from their calculations and from their uh, perspective on this particular sickness. We are speaking from a spiritual realm. And we began to fight things in the spirit realm. And we saw the cases decline and we saw answers come through in exactly one month's time. We can do what everybody else is doing, which is to agree with the experts and to say, yes, you're right, this can happen, or else to disagree with them and pray in the spirit at all times in every occasion. Whenever we would have somebody come over to our home or our church and they would say, there is a third wave coming, there is a third wave coming, there is a third wave coming. 
I would immediately begin to negate that in the spirit. I would say, no, not in my city, not in Bangalore. I don't know about the rest of the world because I have not been given authority everywhere else, but this city belongs to me. I have claimed this city. This city cannot experience a third wave. And we would continue to speak, continue to speak. Every time somebody would bring it up, we will keep negating it by faith. This is not arrogance. We are not saying uh, nothing can touch us, nothing can harm us. No, we are saying what God wants us to believe and pray and declare into the atmosphere. We can also live in fear like everybody else. And we can also uh, just be pushed into a corner like everybody else was. But instead, we chose to say, no, we don't agree. We will not yield. We will not surrender to the plans of the enemy. Now, for whatever reason, let's say that something that we are contending for did not happen. That it did not fruition. That it did not bring the results that it was supposed to bring. What should we do? Should we just close the business of prayer and say, okay, let whatever is happening, let it happen. And I'll just, you know, keep myself comfortable and safe. And no, even if there are some prayers that are unanswered, it is necessary that the church will continue, will persist in its prayers. That's what Paul says in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 18. Be persistent, be alert and persistent, consistent in your prayers for believers everywhere that you do not give up that you do not get tired that you do not reach a point of exhaustion and hopelessness that you would continue to pray and pray and pray till you find the answers till you find the solutions till you find what god is bringing your way till you find water keep digging keep digging and when we have an attitude like that that an attitude that is undefeatable, an attitude that cannot be easily discouraged, that irrespective of whether my prayer gets answered or my prayer gets the outcome that it is supposed to get, I'm continuing to pray. I'm going to increase my passion and increase my intention and increase my goal and my devotion to seeing the kingdom of God and the righteousness of God come through in my city when we rise up to become a church like that that is a church that the enemy is truly afraid of he is not afraid of a church that does a lot of singing he is not afraid of a church that is big he is not afraid of a church that understands a lot of bible he is not afraid of a church that has a lot of branches all over the world he is not afraid of a church that has its ministry going online or, or offline and a lot of people like these messages and a lot of people enjoy these messages. He's not afraid of that kind of a church, but he is definitely afraid of a church that will pray. He's afraid of a church that is on fire. He's afraid of a church that knows its spiritual authority. And I believe that you and I are part of a church like that. I believe that you and I are called to be a church like that. You and I are called to create a change in the atmosphere and the world around us. So this morning, if you will agree with me, I'd like us to pray together. And I'd like us to believe that the Lord will release a hunger and a burden to pray. 
that we will be the first ones to arrive for a prayer service or to log in or tune in for a prayer service that is happening in our church. That every day, that every opportunity that we get, we'll be there and we will fight and we'll make warfare and we'll battle it out till we see the purposes of God for our city and our nation come to pass. Let's pray together. Dear Jesus, we pray for every child, every son, every daughter of yours that is connecting with me in faith right now. Wherever they are, Lord, let there be a passion, let there be a desire to see a revival, to see a breakthrough, to see social transformation. Now, we are not just talking about souls being saved, Daddy. We are talking about heaven coming down to earth. What does heaven look like? We want to see that same thing happening here on earth. Thy will be done. Thy kingdom come and thy will be done on earth. In Bangalore, in India, in Asia, let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. If there is no crimes in heaven, then there can be no crimes in my city. If there is no pain in heaven, then there can be no pain in my city. If children are not abused on the streets in heaven, then that cannot happen in my city. That your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Lord, give us the burden and the boldness to pray prayers that will affect our city for eternity, for eternal purposes. I pray that through this conversation, through this devotion, that every one of the children of God, prayer warriors that are charged in the spirit, they will not just be charged, but they will act upon it. They will do something that will change the world around them through prayer. We love you, God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. I'm so blessed to be with all of you today. Enjoy the rest of the weekend. Make sure to rise up and pray like never before. Remember Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 18. If you're blessed by these podcasts that we bring to you, every once in three weeks. Uh, make sure to subscribe, make sure to share it with other pastors and church leaders that you would know of. And also consider supporting us financially so we can make more devotions and conversations like these available for churches all over the world. Our desire is that each and every one of our resources will be of practical help and inspiration to your church and to your worship team, to your prayer team, to your leadership, so you can do church better. You are equipped to serve God through your church in a better way. God bless you. I'll catch up with you again in the next three weeks. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. Hope it was a blessing to you. Do visit pastorbridgie.com slash podcast for more resources on church and other related topics. Thank you.